Welcome to the show, everybody. I'm your host, Randy Wartelski, and today we're going to give you something to talk about. Today we are talking about change. And with me is the inimitable Miriam L. Wallach. Miriam, thanks for coming by to schmooze with me about change. Hi, Randy. So I was reading, hi, Miriam. Can I wish you a mazel tov, by the way, on your, sh- on your show? Oh, thank you so much. We're very excited at the network that you have committed to doing a show with us once a week. We're excited. I know our listeners are excited. You are a voice they never heard enough of. So it's nice to have you on consistently. And let's hope they want to listen to it more and more. They will. So they will continue to tune in. They're going to talk about something to talk about. Yes, and our show <laughs> will leave them with something to talk about. So... I actually was reading the New York Times Magazine this weekend, which I don't always do because, you know, it's so busy in my house and Shabbos is not always such great reading time for me. But I happened upon an interesting article about a couple who live here in the city and they own a chain of furniture stores. Okay. And they had a certain couch in their apartment. And the manager from one of their stores called them up and said, you know, I have a customer. He came in. He wants a specific kind of couch, and I think the couch that would work just perfectly for them is the couch that's currently in your apartment, in the owner's apartment. Weird. Are you following? Yeah. So the owners look at each other. They're like, hey, we'll sell the couch to the customer. Why not sell the couch to the customer? Right. And so began what they call their revolving door of living room change. Okay. And they said that they have two small children. That's pretty funny. And their two young kids come home from school, and sometimes their living room is red with a white couch and sometimes their living room has yellow accents and sometimes their living room is modern and sometimes their living room is a little bit more antique huh and i started to think about change okay these are people who clearly embrace change Uh, they are excited about change around them or eccentric it excites them to come home to a living room that looks different each time and they have taught their children to be excited about it too because their young children come home from school and the living room looks different and that excites them. I and that's fun for them. That uh, it's, It must be fun for them and their therapist. <laughs> and I think there, there, are, there are two types of people when it comes to change. There are those people like this who embrace change, who are happy about change, happy to change, look forward to change, either with themselves or with their environment. And then there are those that are fearful of change. Hmm. There are those who don't want to move, who don't want to make significant changes in their lives or in themselves because they're somewhat fearful of like, change. Like the book, Who Moved My Cheese. Do you know that book from a number of years ago? I, I recall it. It's about 15 I've years never read old. It. It's about 15 years old, and it's about mice who have their cheese moved. And it's specifically about people and their ability to work with change or to be totally turned off by change. It happens to be I'm a person who works very well with change and who likes change. But I understand that the fear that goes along with change, the inevitable, or I should say the unknown, not the inevitable, the unknown is enough to scare the living daylights out of people into never wanting to change. And for me, it's like, bring it. And I'm discovering about myself that as I get older, I think I'm a little bit more fearful of change than I was when I was younger. Randy, we're only a couple days apart. Let's oh, not no. do the older thing. I'm not saying I'm that old. We are not that but, old. <laughs> you know, change in my life also affects more people right. because it affects my family. It affects, you know, the people around me. And I, I, I think I've become slightly more fearful of change 
uh, within myself, within my environment than I was, you know, years ago. Well, this is a big change. This is a big change. This is a big change to the daily, my daily routine. Right. And my week. And it's a change I'm very excited about. I'm so excited about the launch of the new network, the Nachum Siegel Network. It's really exciting. And a change for you. Yeah. The launch. Big change in your life. Yeah. The launch was fun a couple of days ago, wasn't it? The launch, the launch was really overwhelmingly <laughs> great. It was the balloons. A lot of great. Yeah. I, I almost missed the restaurant. I drove by it. Really? And then. I looked up and I'm like, how could I have missed it? It's got light blue balloons <laughs> all around the front. Yeah. And um, it was, it was a re- thank God, it was a really great morning. Lots of great people came by. Yeah, lots of great people. And people also lingered, which I thought was fantastic. Yeah. Like, you know, President Joel and Rabbi Steve Berg and other notables who came down to either wish Mazel Tov or to present something to Nahum or Russell Robinson from JNF, people hung out and I loved that. Right. That really made me very happy. And of course, all the notables and the P- the JM and the AM team that we know and we love, Matis and his Sunday JM and the AM, which makes me smile every time I think about it. It just, there was just so much. There was so much that morning that thank God we are very blessed. And yeah, there's a lot of change and everyone's changing together. And I think that that's exciting. That even if, if one person was taking something on, there's a little bit more fear involved when it's just one person out there. Right. But by the fact that we are in this, I mean, we're all in this together. Sorry to uh, contra Im- images I know, I know of that, High School Musical. I know that song. <laughs> can we cue High I can, School Musical? I can sing that for you. <laughs> exactly. We can all do the hand motions. Um, but yeah, we're all in this together. And, and it's exciting. There's, there's safety in numbers. For sure. Yeah. And um, when people rally around you, uh-huh. It, it also becomes more, it, it's more of a push for you to be excited about the change as well. I mean, I've, I've had incredible support about this show, about, you know, making this change um, to come out and, and talk, talk to our listeners, talk to our friends, talk to guests. Um, yeah, when, you, I, when I brought up the show idea with you originally, you're like, no. <laughs> and then you <laughs> thought about it. And I was so happy that, for, I mean, I knew you would come around. I knew you'd be like, you know what? This is good for me. And it is. It's good for you and it's good for the network and it's good for listeners. Because I figure if I could talk to myself. Right. And you and I both know we both can talk to ourselves. We don't really need anyone to listen. (laughs) It's nice that you're listening. Please don't go anywhere. Please don't go anywhere. Right. But yes, I can talk to a doorknob. (laughs) Just sometimes, you know, in the radio world, you're more comfortable with a script. Right. But this is without a net. This is, yeah. In the Nachum Siegel School of Broadcasting, as I like to refer to it, of which I am currently the sole and only graduate. Um, but nevertheless, in the Nachum Siegel School of Broadcasting, this makes perfect sense. For sure. We throw you into the water. And then, oh, by the way, can you swim? And, and if I, not, figure it out. I was thinking about it when you told me that the launch was going to be today. So today is the first day of, let's say, the new school year. All the kids are going back to school this right. week. And I thought to myself, why would they do the launch this week? It's so busy for me. <laughs> Like, I have no time to do this this week. I got to pack backpacks. I got to pack lunches again. Talk to Stephen. Vacation, (laughs) you know, from from lunches. Right. Um, And, you know, speaking of change, I just got off the phone with my daughter. She really wants a new backpack for school. (sighs) But her backpack from last year, which is awesome, by the way, silver glitter. Really? And it's gorgeous. Did you make it? No, I bought it, but it's in perfect condition. Oh. And I don't want to buy her a new backpack because her backpack from last year is beautiful and in perfect condition. How old is she? 
She's going to be in third grade. This you know, you're buying her she's a new knapsack. I know. Okay. I just, you know, I don't want you to have any. I don't want you to have any preconceived notions that you're getting out of this. But don't tell my husband. No, he's not listening. Because he's not buying her. He's a new not knapsack. buying her a new knapsack. But I am. But you should know that we have these conversations. I mean, everyone has these conversations. Everyone has these conversations with their spouse or about, you know, whatever. That's why there's the mommy daddy thing. My kids are my kids are all very happy, thank God, with their knapsacks. And Stephen totally got all of their school supplies, I think, July 1st. Having having no idea that things were going to be as loco as they've been the last couple of days, and for good reason. I am blessed. I am not complaining. But thank God Stephen is, like, around and doing everything. I mean... I, so much Akara Satov. But the bottom line is, is that if the kids got a knapsack they didn't like, they would come to me and I would take care of it simply because it's just, it's, not everything is worth arguing over. Right. And, it's and just by not. the way, you're talking about school supplies. So as not to overwhelm myself coming into the new school year, I did, I, I get a little excited about buying things for a penny at Staples. Oh, how could you not? So I was I'm like, just a little excited? Every week in Staples. <laughs> And, you know, there's a limit to how many items a customer could buy. Is your picture on the wall at Staples of people who can't go in there anymore? Don't tell. Sometimes I go to different Staples outlets. <laughs> I'm so proud. Of different I'm items. so proud of you right now. It's pathetic. But wait, you have the minimum purchase now is $5. What? To get some of those items. It, it was at the beginning of the summer and some of the items. That's a so I'd come with like three $5 bills, one for myself and one for each of the kids that came with me. Oh. That so is that genius. I, That's like me buying Trader Joe's chocolate chips. But so yeah. I could spend $15 to buy things for a penny. I, okay, I know that that sounds warped to some people, but to me that makes complete and complete utter sense. sense. How could you not? For sure. Right. I, I then, totally understand. And last week, the pencils were a penny. Oh. And this week, if you look at the Staples Circular, they're a quarter. They're what? They're 25 cents. No. Same package. You are a genius. You are a <laughs> You are a shopper. And that's why sometimes when I go into my school supply box, because, you know, things live from year to year. Yes. I'm like, wow, I have a lot of pencils. <laughs> my son was in charge of sharpening all the pencils for everyone in the yeah, house. I don't know why the schools tell you to bring the pencils sharpened. <sighs> my son burnt through. Don't it's not his break fault. break anyway. Two different electric uh, pencil sharpeners are gone. Um, totally dead. 200 pencils later. Thank God there are six Wallach children. Two hundred pencils. Yeah, that's a lot of pencils. Later, and you know he was he was fine. He was he was doing it. He was fine. But nevertheless, that's a lot of pencils. That's a lot of pencils. That's a lot of Ticonderoga. Yeah, that that yeah is number two. Yeah, exactly. Only by the way, yeah, I don't think that they're ever not number two. What's a number one pencil? Well, when you had to take those Scantron tests, yeah. my gosh, I still can't so do them. About that number two. You know what I just found out? I just got this whole. They don't do Scantron anymore, right? They do. they do with like the uh, they stand, do. The standard, the I was going to tell you the SAT. Well, first of all, all those state tests, but the SATs versus the ACTs versus all this other stuff. Right. Thank God I'm not in high school anymore oh, for yeah. so many reasons. I'm happy I did it in three years and just moved on with my day. But see, in high school, I wouldn't have said I don't want to be here. Oh no! Um, right, because you had no choice. Fun. There was no other option. High school was fun. There was no door number two. I'm happy. Listen, I didn't have a miserable high school life. That's fine. But I was also happy not to hang around. Right. Let's move on. Right. Right. But the, Let's change. Uh, let's change. As we get back to our topic. Yeah. And yeah, so I was thinking to myself, this is a very, a very big week. Um, it's new routines, new routines for the kids, which means new routines for the parents. Right. Um, I'm a commuter. I live in New Jersey. I work in the city. So for me, that's a change you know, fighting the George Washington Ugh. Bridge traffic in the morning. This is why I would never live in Jersey. That's that's a big change. Right. And it's 
waking up earlier to get where you need to be mm -hmm. on time as opposed to sort of, you know, having a little bit more liberties in the summer where, you know, you don't have to fight. I didn't have to fight with that traffic. And going to sleep a little later since you're making those lunches. Exactly. Yep. And it's just, you know, I remember my sister, who's older than me, had told me at the time when her kids were young and starting school that every September brings with it a new routine. Hmm. And until you get into that routine, it, take, it, it takes a while till you feel comfortable in your new routine, till you know your schedule, till you... You know, you know the nuances of, of what time the kids come home and right. how much work they have and, um, you know, fitting everything into your day that you need to fit into your day. And this particular week, I feel like, is that transition week from vacation, swimming, you know, enjoying the outdoors to, okay, let's buckle down and start a new chapter. Yeah, I, I totally agree with you. For me, I know my kids are transitioning into school and we're transitioning here into a full week of programming and right. it started on Tuesday and it's continuing today and today is a full lineup and it's exciting and it's great and again there are no complaints but it's a lot of transition yeah all in the same, all week. In the same week yeah and yeah. I'm gonna come home from today and let's let's do that homework that's right. that's life and life is good right life is good and life is blessed but that's life and you got to get moving I mean I know um, now that my eldest is in high school, I don't have to pack that lunch for that's her anymore. Scary. I know we can talk about that off the air, but, um, yeah, there's, there's plenty of gray hair, but anyway, I still have five lunches. I still have five lunches. Why no more lunch in high school? Cause they go out for lunch. Oh, wow. Yeah. They go out for lunch. That's, um, allowance. And she actually, we had this conversation. How much money am I going to get a week? I'm like, let's just make sure that we're clear that that's a week. You run out of money on Wednesday cause you spent it all. You have your own wallet. I used to get $3 a day. To buy a bagel? To buy a bagel. <laughs> That's buy. what you can buy. And by the way, I no, know what things cost when we were, when we were in high school. $3, because yeah. they, I mean, they sold lunch in school. Bagel and cream juice is like a buck And you could also go out. Right. We, I was able to buy a bagel, a drink, and a big chocolate chip cookie. There's no way. For 3 bucks. For $3. Randy, we're old, but we're not that old. It, it, it was enough. It was enough. You're Price, a cheap prices date. were good. Ari's a lucky man. Prices were good. Prices. This was, yeah. This was the school. This was the lunch dollar that you was could stronger. Buy in school, for sure. It's unbelievable. Where, you know, in my school. Isn't it crazy? We were in the car the other night, and my son said to me, I have 99 cents. What can I buy? And I said, Nothing. There's nothing for you to buy. And he's like, And he just looked at me and he goes, Nothing? I'm like, No. What? There's nothing. I can't. It's not even a dollar. However, it's 99 cents. I can spot you the penny. However, but it's still not going to get you anything. After you go and spend tons of money on whatever latest electronic there is to oh, buy, God. you go to the shoe store yeah. in New Jersey. And after you buy shoes, there are those little 25 cent, 50 cent machines on the that's side. That's true. And that's like a child's little pleasure. And you're like, that only cost me 50 cents. Yes, but that instant gratification lasts. Right. Very, very, it's very blink short. Blink of an eye, it yeah. is done. It's very short-lived. That's yes. true. And, and, for and those by the time you get to the car, they've already lost a little sticky hand because they tried to... You know, oh, the sticky hand. The by the hand. way, that sticky hand should be... Uh, I mean, it's By just, the way, that sticky hand doesn't really cost 50 cents. And it's nasty. Within four seconds, it's got enough lint on it right. <laughs> to need like a lint brush. It's so gross. And then, of course, you find them on your ceiling. Right. Oh, look. My favorite, There's a sticky hand on my ceiling. My favorite oh, prizes are the bouncy balls, but then you lose them. The bouncy balls are fun, except when they are bounced in your kitchen. Right. And all of a sudden, it's like pandemonium when there are things like ricocheting. Totally. And let's just imagine that the Wallach children have plenty of their mother's genes. So there's enough bouncing. 
that goes on in the house. And there's no need for little bouncy balls to go bouncing <laughs> as well. It's like somebody said to me, why don't you guys have a trampoline? I'm like, why don't we have a trampoline? Who thinks that's a good idea? Why do you need a trampoline if you have beds? Why do you need a trampoline if you have the floor? Right. right. Uh-huh. Just jump. We do <laughs> Just the, jump. They're allowed to jump on the bed in the basement. That's the rule. Right. And put a mattress on the floor, yeah. call it a day, whatever. Right. One of those where the springs are already coming through and you even right. even your worst enemy, you wouldn't have sleeping on that thing. Right. Right. Sure. Exactly. But nevertheless, that was like a great question. Why don't you have a trampoline? Why would you think us having a trampoline is a good idea at all? It's like Mexican jumping beans. Boom, 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 boom. <laughs> Somebody actually told me that when my kids come off the bus because they have been restricted to their desks and their chairs for such a long time that I really should allow them to get out all that excess energy by jumping on a trampoline. I said, you don't see that as counterproductive of them increasing their energy and becoming frenetic. So they're like, well, what do you think we should do? You know, what's your suggestion? I'm like, my suggestion, go play on the swings because you're releasing a tremendous amount of energy when you're pumping. That is a good exercise. That is a good release of energy. And then you can come in and start your homework. It's funny that you I'm say blowing that. bubbles. I, I was thinking about my son who's starting first grade this year. Oh, I will have two kids starting first grade. How much are you sweating and that? And I was thinking that that's a huge change yeah. to go from playing on the floor yep. and having, you know, circle time and center time mm-hmm. and things like that and doing things one-on-one with your teacher to having to sit in a desk right. pretty much most of the day. My daughter's really nervous. That's a big change. My daughter's really nervous. She said to me, actually, she's like, I don't want to go. And I said, sweet pea, it's not an option. You have to go. And she said to me, but I can't play. And I said, no, you can't play your whole life. I said, I don't play all day. So do you think that she's the couple who embraces the furniture or the couple who can't refurnish their living room? You know, it's funny. She is a twin. um, And... um, she and her better half, and I refer to her better half as vice versa all the time. Like, I'll say to him, where's your better half? And I'll say to her, where's your better half? Um, but they are so different that she goes with the flow. Like, she would just be happy with whatever she had to sit on. My son, on the other hand, would be very irritated to come home and find somebody had moved his cheese. Uh-huh. So, to find something had been different. If his furniture or any furniture in the house was askew or not exactly where it had been previously placed or was a different color or his bedspread was changed, there would be 17 questions and possibly an investigation. Right. And they are just, they're incredibly, incredibly different. And, um, you know, I also think that that's true between my husband and myself. I remember that one time Stephen came home and the table next to our bed, next to his bed, had been moved. And it was because, like, people were cleaning and they just had to be moved. And he was totally not fit to be tied, but out of sorts. Right. And I'm like, dude, move it back. Like, let's just move on. It's yes, not so, a big deal. So it just depends on the person. There are those people, and, and say specifically with children, if you tell them, this is our schedule for the day. At 12 right. o'clock, we're doing this. At 12.30, we're doing this. At 1 o'clock, we're doing this. If you deviate from that schedule, that makes them very anxious. And then there are other types of kids who are like, oh, we didn't do this and it's 12 o'clock, but okay, we'll get there a little bit late. So I think that my kids are are very adaptable. I think also, by the way, in um, I know that Charlie Harari on his show the other day had on Jeremy Joseph from Marisha. Mm-hmm. And one of the reasons that we send our kids to Marisha is because it is such a structured day. Right. It's not 
it's not the army, but it is a structured full day. Right. And for my kids, structure is very important. I think that kids in general thrive on structure. So you've been enjoying the last two weeks between oh. camp and school with absolutely no structure yeah. at all. Let's just make sure that our listeners know I'm rolling my eyes and completely exasperated at this conversation right now because it's it's impossible. Yeah. Transition week oh. is very because the kids come off the bus, and what are we doing tomorrow? What do you mean, what are we doing tomorrow? Right. I'm going to work, Daddy's going to work, and you just might be watching TV for the day. Right. And 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 there were plenty of days where every day was full. Or listening to the live stream. Exactly. And by the way, and taking notes, because there will be a quiz at the end of the day. Um, but there was there were just like days where all of a sudden, you know, at one point, I was it was one day that I was on the air. I, I think it was when I was subbing for Nachum on JM and the AM, and I got a text from one of my kids. What are we doing today? I'm like, you're looking at it. Right. And what does that mean? I said, go bake brownies. You can bake brownies. You can clean your closet. You can go play on the swings. I said, you can go for a walk and go, you know, get some ice cream. I said, but what you're doing now is what you're doing because daddy and I are taking off another day and you did something yesterday and the day before. And this isn't camp. Right. If it was camp, there'd be night activity and color war and I would be general, but it's not camp. And so there is that, that transition, that change is a hard fall. It really is. And it, even for parents adjusting, you know, that week is very difficult for, for especially for working parents. Right. Um, and making that adjustment from their children having a structured day mm-hmm. and parents knowing that their kids are taken care of during the day to all of a sudden two weeks where there isn't any structure for them. Right. And now we're going back to structure for them again, which has a whole set of challenges for parents as well. And, you know, all of this comes... Um, what about like two weeks before Rosh Hashanah? Yeah, it's a hoot. And, uh, you know, new year, new school year. Right. It's it's a lot of a lot of different elements going into, you know, going into this time of year right now. And, and people just approach it in different ways. But, um, you know, that is also where people might be looking into themselves to change themselves. Maybe this year, you know, talk about New Year's resolutions. But uh, this year, I'm going to do this, and this year, I'm going to do that. I'm going to be better this year at this. I'm going to be better this year at that. I'd like to, you know, do things differently, do things differently in my personal life, do things differently in my professional life. And now is when those thoughts start to happen. Even people who've been working a whole summer, um, always at the beginning of the Jewish New Year, the beginning of the New Year, Mm -hmm. the beginning of the school year, is when those thoughts come to mind of how can I improve myself? How can I be a better person? What can I do to improve myself in my life? And, and my daily routine and the things that, that are important to me, priorities and whatnot. I know that um, years ago when I was teaching um, at a school in Lawrence, when I was teaching at Hafter, Rabbi David Liebtag was the principal, and he would start out the year at, at a teacher orientation and say, God was clearly not a school administrator. Because we basically had four days, and then it was, you know, we were off for Rosh Hashanah. Right. And there's no continuity in terms of September, I know somebody who's starting teaching for the first time, and I was talking to her, and I said, how are the lesson plans going? She's like, I really don't have to do anything until October, because there's no school. And I said, yeah, that's true, but you might want to take advantage of the time. And frankly, I wasn't there to mentor her or give her a hard time, but um, but it's true. Like, you, there are, there's there's transition, and the transition stops, and then you're retransitioning. And it's both mental and it's physical because all of a sudden you're going from putting on your uniform every single day to putting on your Shabbos clothes and going to listen to chauffeur blowing. It's right. there. It's it's a real change on a dime. It's a real 
turn. And it's very difficult for some people, especially. And then besides kids, we can talk about parents, parents who have taken off from their from working because their kids don't home from are home from camp. And then they have to take off for Yontif and then they have to take off for this. I mean, thank God working at the network and working, you know, obviously for Nahum, I don't have to worry about my employer looking at me and saying, you really have to leave at four o'clock right. because he's not working then either. And that, thank God, is yet another blessing of this job. But not everybody has that luxury. That That's also part of real life. Right. And, and also putting yourself in the mindset of, you know, in the Rosh Hashanah mindset and thinking about the coming year and the blessings of the coming year um, and the things that you're going to hope for in the coming year. Getting in that mindset mm-hmm. when you're just so busy getting through right. the day. Right is a big challenge. Yeah, I um and listen, I think about the blessings. I mean, in general, I, mean, I I I know I am blessed. I know I am blessed. I mean that wholeheartedly. Um celebrating an anniversary this week and Baruch Hashem, it's uh it, it's good stuff, but um I look back on the year and cannot believe the doors that that God has opened for me this year. The windows, the everything that I have been been so lucky to have had numerous opportunities in many, many different, in many different ways that I just, um, it's really been, thank God, a banner year. My, my twice high year, I should say, thank God, has really been an unbelievable opportunity. And I feel very lucky. I talked about that. Um, I've talked about that a bunch of different times. I talked about that when we had the network launch, um, Makir Tov in numerous ways, but also, you know, Rabbi Goldwasser that morning talked about um, basically giving Nachum and I a bracha, that we should have continued Hatzlacha and um, that we should, you know, go Mechail and that meant a tremendous amount, not only because it came from Rabbi Goldwasser, but also because it's Elul. And that to me felt like a real blessing in this month. Right. I, re- I, I, I hear that and I... Um when we when we talk about the new month and the new year and what we what we pray for and what we would like to be this year um you know that support and that kind right. of that those kind of blessings coming like you know from supportive family friends and from rabbanim is is especially inspirational this time of year All right we're going to take a short break we'll be right back after this Bei uns den Gast, der Uskatenbach hat so ein Zeug, bei uns 
Something to talk about Something to talk about 
Welcome back, everybody, to Something to Talk About. I'm Randy Wartelski here on the Nachum Siegel Network, and I'm sitting today with Miriam L. Wallach, and we're talking about change. And these kinds of conversations are conversations you'll hear every week on Thursdays at 3 with an encore presentation, Sundays at 2, me talking about a certain topic, something timely, something that's on my mind, something that's on all our minds, with somebody. you like Barbara Walters. Exactly. It's like a coffee talk. Exactly, like Barbara <laughs> Walters and many other women like her. My daughter said something about Barbara Walters the other day. She's like, she's everywhere. I don't know if I like her. Like, what does that mean? How could you not like Barbara Walters? Because we were passing by a Katie Couric billboard for her new show. Very exciting. Yeah, right? And yeah. she's like, I don't know if I like Katie Couric. I'm like, who doesn't like? It's like saying you don't like, you know, Julia Roberts. Who doesn't like Julia Roberts? It's ridiculous. Whatever. We are about to go to our segment that I think Nahum was a little nervous about. A bit. And this segment is called Something to Talk About That I Shouldn't Be Talking About. I love it. And I know Nahum was a little nervous. He's like, what are you going to say? Eyebrows raised. Eyebrows raised. Mm. We don't want to scare away the listeners. Not yet. So it's not what you think. <laughs> because no. our Something to Talk About That I Shouldn't Be Talking About Today, and this is going to be very exciting to Stan, who's sitting here. Shout out to Stan. Fantasy football started this Yes, week. fantasy football. I know nothing about it. I know very little about it. I can't wait to hear what you know I about got, it. <laughs> I'm going to read from my cheat sheets here. I got a lot of information from some very excited football fans, uh, some of whom joined a fantasy football team. Some of them might be related to me. Isn't it a fantasy football league? Fantasy football league, Oh, yes. Stan is cueing me that I'm right. Yes. All right, Sorry. I just participated. Woo! He's in a fantasy football <laughs> league. Okay. And they got together on Monday morning, and they chick, 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 chose their players. Okay. Did their draft. Nice. Am I, am I okay here, Stan? He's nodding his head. I know what I'm talking about. <laughs> and, um, you know, new season, new sports season. It's a dream come true. It is very, very exciting for people who are sports fans. They have to shut their phones and everything, right? It's like hardcore. They cannot be contacted during the draft. Am I right? Well, when you're 10. Oh, my nephew. Well, you should know. My nephew, <laughs> my nephew, who's 24, is in a fantasy baseball league, and they are literally incommunicado for about seven hours. It, it amazes me yeah. how, how many, how much information all of these young men, and I shouldn't, I'm sure there are young women who participate in, in the fantasy leagues. Too. And sound better talking about fantasy football than we do. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I shouldn't, <laughs> if you asked Ari Wartelski, he would tell you. <laughs> Randy should not be talking about this. <laughs> but it comes to mind because abort, we're abort. talking about change and we're talking about things that are going on. And this is such a big week. I mean, it's it's a U.S. Open week. Yep. I shouldn't mention in the same conversation that it's fashion week in New York City. It is it? Because that's... I would not know. Not, that doesn't go into the sports conversation. Nobody calls me for covering that. That's um, that's that's pretty big news for New York City. That it's, is Target high fashion? Uh, for some people. Me. If you call it Target. Uh, no, no, I don't need to. I don't and need to make cool. it better than it is, hon. But now we sound like <laughs> women wearing pink dresses again. Yes. We're supposed to be talking about sports. I know. And by the way, we were both wearing pink at the launch. We were. <laughs> and you should know, I, I, I don't own any pink. I literally bought something pink just for the launch. And then all of a sudden, Randy comes in. I'm like, all right, now we're both wearing pink. And it wasn't just pink. It was hot pink. <laughs> oh, it was, it was serious. It was like bubble gum. It was hot pink. Yeah. For those people who checked out the pictures, yeah, that's, that's serious pink. Um, My kids are like, are you going to wear that on camera when you go back on Fox? And then who knew? Definitely. Yeah. I'm, I'm not sure. I have to I have to play it out. I got to try out some other colors. I tried out a different color yesterday. We'll see what happens. 
So the reason why I'm bringing up fantasy football yeah. and football in general is because I understand, and I, I know my, our listeners will correct me if I'm wrong. Or Stan will. That for the first time ever this week, there was a professional football game played on a Wednesday night. Okay. Which I understand never happens. Because? Because it's not on Wednesday nights. Because it's Monday Night Football. Because it's Monday Night Football. Right? Because, Stan, we're looking for something. Stan, <laughs> put on your mic, buddy. We're looking for help. Send us send us, a, send us, some help. I think. SOS. I, I think it had something to do with the, with the convention. Oh. Well, that's the reason why they they played on a Wednesday night. Right, okay. exactly. I don't know why they don't play on Wednesday nights in general. Yeah, why don't they? Because they play on Monday they play and on they Mondays. play on Thursdays, on Thursdays towards the end of the season. They they play on Thursdays. There's also. a method to this madness. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, there is. The convention is why it happened. So so the convention actually bumped pro football. Wow, that's pretty big. Yeah, well, you know, I don't know if anybody knows, but it's, major major change. It's for the presidency of the United States. There if it go. doesn't knock or bump football, I think we have bigger problems than needing change. You know what I'm saying? Right. Yeah. And um, I think football fans were. Surprised, miffed. miffed. I don't know if they were miffed, but I guess they had to alter their plans this week so they could watch the game. Oh, my. I know my husband was glued to the game last night. He's a big Cowboy fan. Oh, so glued to the TV. My brother was night. my brother was a huge Cowboy fan when we were growing up. Now he's a Jet fan, and it's just it's like being a Met fan. It's like days of disappointment. This is not this is not going well. This is not going well. But I'm really this is I mean. Shoot, I'm about to sound like a stupid girl, but this is really a big deal that they played on Wednesday night. Stan's like, no, not so much, but maybe it's not well, a big I deal to Stan. A, it seems to be a big deal to Ari Wartelski. I think it's a big deal because apparently it's the first time ever a professional game was played on a Wednesday night. So any kind of first is a pretty big deal. That's true. And how did the country deal with change? How did Ari Wartelski deal with change? I think he was okay with it. Okay. But it was noted. And... um People were talking about it. You know, when you it was noted. When you change your kid's schedule, the best thing to do is give them a heads up and let them know that there will be a change. Well, I was told <laughs> so I'm that saying. I need to make sure <laughs> that some members of the Wartelski family would be sleeping so that other members oh, could stay up and watch the game. Nice. So changes in bedtime routine did occur to, I was last about night. to say, so the DNC disrupted yes. bedtime and Ari's watching schedule. Right. So, so, so there's one topic that I probably shouldn't be talking about that's that, awesome. I, that I did. And, and by the way, you did thanks pretty Thanks to all deftly. the listeners for supporting me on that. Yeah. And those of you who are laughing hysterically at our um, ignorant status of fantasy football, that's because our brains are filled with other things. There you go. Oh, yeah. Like pink dresses. All right. Whatever. Let's move on from the pink dresses. I will never wear a pink dress again. And, um, and this is a good segue into the next topic that I should never talk about, but I will bring up because it's something very timely and something very change-oriented. And, um, you know, definitely in the last election, change was a big word. Mm. Coming up on convention week. This yep. has been convention week. And, for um, the Democrats, right? For the Democrats. I am not a big political watcher, but I have to say I was very interested in that empty chair yeah. at the Republican convention mm -hmm. last week. Right. It, did, it was something that interested me. And I did listen to Mitt Romney. I did watch Mitt Romney's speech. And I'm excited to see where this goes. This is, listen, this is, no matter how you slice it, I don't care whether you're a Republican or a Democrat, very honestly. However you vote and whatever your party affiliation is completely up to you. But this is exciting no matter, no matter what you're doing. This is not um, a state level 
election. Right. This is not uh, District 15 sanitation in the five towns. Not that I'm knocking that because garbage pickup is a pain in the neck. But this is for the presidency of right. the United States of America. And this is it really doesn't get much bigger than that. So if we're not taking it seriously and we're not appreciating the gravity of what's going on, and frankly, if we're not all taking a couple minutes to find out what's going on and watching either convention or both conventions, then shame on us. And this is also where you dig deep into yourself and yeah. think about what's important to you. Right. And where your priorities lie. And, Absolutely. And obviously which candidate is in line with your yeah. thoughts and beliefs, but where you really have to think about who you are and what you stand for. Yep, a hundred percent. I agree with you a hundred percent. And tonight's a pretty big night because tonight is will be the presidential nomination acceptance speech. Yeah, it's, um. listen, having uh, President Obama behind any podium um, is exciting. He's just, he is that rock star. And I know that that's a that's a buzzword that people use a lot. And frankly, I've used it a number of times. But he is a rock star. And you can agree or disagree with his politics, his choices, the decisions that he's made, the choices he's made for this country, the choices that he has made that impact on on Israel. Nevertheless, that man gets up and he's full of charisma. He owns his audience. Right. That is that is his podium. That is his stage. And he's not sharing it. He's not sharing it with anyone else. He's making contact. He's personable. And he embodies youth and excitement and vitality. And he's interesting. And the fact that the two of them look like um, just this power couple, which they are, makes them that much more exciting. So there's that star power. There's that quality that a lot of people are still incredibly attracted to, which, which excited people to vote for him, including me, four years ago. And I'm looking at things differently this year. I have to be honest. I'm looking at things very, very differently. And I was kind of hoping that Michelle Obama would come to my kid's school and talk about gardening. Yeah. And her, and I'm being serious. I'm not making fun. We have a new health initiative that we're starting in school and thinking about healthy eating and the new food plate. Do you okay. know that it's a plate now, not a pyramid? I just found that out. I did not know that. It's now a colorful plate. That's no, that's no great. longer a pyramid. What happened to the pyramid? I don't know. <laughs> Got rid of the pyramid. I didn't get that memo. I didn't go out through the network. But um, she has been a strong force. Yes. For, you know, healthy eating, healthy children. Right. And moving. Get up and go. Get, get up and go. That right. was the program that I was, right. was going to talk about. And all the different athletes um, that they have employed, and I'll use that word in quotation marks, um, to get that message out to kids and to make it exciting. There was a national day of exercising with your kids a couple of weeks right. ago that we announced on That's Life. And it sounds funny, but frankly, get up and go. Just get up and move and do something. Make that your New Year's resolution this year. That would That's a good one. Make some time in your day to go to the gym. Make some time in the day to alter your diet to be more healthy, right. to, eat, to, to eat better. This Sunday is actually a 5K in Central Park um, to raise money for the Susan G. Komen Foundation and um, Daniel Gordon, who's hosting the stunt show today. Uh, Daniel Gordon and I share a birthday along with Daniel's twin brother because, well, that makes sense. Um, and we're running this Sunday. And we asked my daughter if she would run with us. And frankly, she she wasn't into it. But I've run five Ks with my kids before, and um, I do tell the, I I have told my daughter, listen, I'm running with you, but I'm getting it. I'm not running with you. You can go at your pace, and I'll go at my pace. But we're going to finish together, and 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 that's great. But you know, having your kids see you do something physical, something that exerts energy, something that 
um, allows you to um, serve as a model for what they could be doing also is is exciting right. and it makes it fresh. I mean, you know, my kids know I go to the gym every single morning and my kids know that if I don't go to the gym in the morning, I'm really, really cranky. And if I, and years ago, Mayor Fertig in his inevitable wisdom, poskined, and it's the only word I can come up with, decreed that I was not allowed to go on the air if I had not gone to, to the, the gym. gym because it's just too much energy for the audience. <laughs> it's just too much. And so that's part of my routine. I start my day doing that. Even the morning of the, of the launch, I was at the gym at 3.45 in the morning. And you can and when did you sleep? Right. It wasn't pretty. There was not so much in the sleep department that night. We can talk about the psychosis of me needing to go to the gym. But then there's coffee. Right. But I drink decaf. Because a caffeinated Miriam is scarier than a non-going to the gym Miriam. The caffeinated Miriam is... Randy, you have known me a long <laughs> the ca- time. caffeinated Miriam is six Wallach children on one trampoline. That's right. That's right. With, um, right, with, no, with no fencing around it. Yeah. Randy, you've known me a long a time. A long time. Right. Yes. Randy and I went to camp together. And um, we are the rapping girls of Bunk G9. Everybody knows we're mighty fine. <laughs> it's that way back in history with Yael, Dina, and Kiki. Come on, Bunk 9 oh. girls. Oh my gosh, that was awesome. I'm so proud of you right now. <laughs> Even prouder than you were doing all those references for the fantasy football. And, and, that, la- and that's ladies really. Ladies and gentlemen that's... who are interested, I probably have a cassette tape. <gasps> Of Miriam L. Oh. Wallach from a very long time ago. Do, oh, God. I, I don't Rapping know, I wanna, oh. and singing. Did I tell you? want to hear a great story? Stan's laughing. I was about to say, <laughs> Stan's <laughs> like, shoot, this is fun. I don't even know how much time we have left. Stan, how much time do we have left? Okay, not bad. So I'm going to tell you this funny story. Is when I was teaching last year, um, Deborah Podell, Deborah Rockoff. I was at her bat mitzvah a couple of years ago. And um, it was in her basement, and as were 9,000 bat mitzvahs at the time. And um, her nephew was in my class. And he brought He was in, your student. He was, yes. He was, at, he was recently, last year, my student. And I walked into my classroom one day, and he kept on telling me, I'm going to bring in my Aunt Deborah's bat mitzvah video, and I'm going to show it to everybody. I'm like, <laughs> dude, bring it on. Like, I'm, <laughs> I'm not shy, and I really have no qualms about anything. So, fine. I came into my classroom. Curly and hair and all. Eighth grade boys. I, exactly. Really curly hair. I walk into my classroom, and it's on the smart board. They had loaded it oh, and we're playing man. on the smart board and I walked in I'm like huh, that's me and they're hysterical did they laughing. put it on YouTube they did not put it on YouTube but meanwhile they were disappointed that I wasn't horrified and I said why should I be like that's 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 me that's exactly the way I was and they're like well we really were hoping you'd be mortified I'm like do you not know me like I have no shame do you and not know it me feel like it was yesterday um it doesn't because there are six little wallocks that run around all the time so I know time has passed I know time has, has passed. Time has been good. Look how much, you know, I'm coming back to our buzzword for today. Look yeah, how change. much has changed in the last yeah. bunch of years. Listen, I am, um, yeah, it's it's crazy stuff. It's cra- it is crazy stuff. And then I look at people who forget that they don't embrace change. They don't know how to deal with change and they refuse to accept change. And I think that part of part of the scariness of that is that those are people who cannot progress. Right. And And they look at their world and they say, why aren't things moving in my direction? Why aren't things happening for me? And there's a tremendous amount of introspection that needs to take place for a person who feels that they are stuck, that they are stuck in quicksand. And it's hard to say maybe the problem is me, but I think that people who are who are trying to change, 
who don't like change and avoid change need to realize that part of the problem is within. Right. And I think especially for kids out there who are starting college, mm. this is a very nerve-wracking time. Yep. Um, choosing a major, choosing a profession. How many times did you change your major? I, I, never, cha- I, I never changed my major, actually. Really? But, I think four times. But And I don't have commitment issues, but I think I changed I it four times. Because I couldn't decide between my minors. Oh, I was excuse a du- I was a double me. minor. Oh, of course you were. I was. Oh. <laughs> I was. How much couch time do you get, Rand? Double minor? Double minor. You had no hobbies? I had many hobbies. So and you're, complaining about my, you're complaining about my sleep? I was a communications major. Uh-huh. Was and that it, worth it, by the way? And an art history. Oh, my Lord. And you ready? I'm sitting. Remember what I told you before I shouldn't ever talk about? Fantasy football. Politics? You were a poli sci. Stop it. I was You lie. You lie. You lie. You lie. I'm so not lying. You just lied to all of our listeners. so not. This is your debut show. Check my transcript. Oh, I'm so getting that transcript. Check my transcript. And I actually did well. I... There's not a doubt in my mind you did well, <laughs> but you are so lying. Stan's really, like, there's no way. And really, I used to be able to go to a museum and sketch a painting oh. and talk about it. That's great. The lines from the eyes. Do you want to take my fingers. kids, by the way? Because I will not walk into a museum. But I can't do it anymore. Why? Because I have no brain for it oh, anymore. Oh, s- cry me a river. I have to, I'd have to go back into my college brain to do that. You have to turn on that left side. You have to turn on that left side. I'd have to turn on the left. Yes. Yeah. But now the left side's busy with music. That's not bad. Yeah. So it's busy with other things. Busy at Ramaz. Busy with other things. Busy with musical things. That's great, though. Are you going to be, by the way, are you going to be recording your own uh, promo? Or are we going to stick with what we have? Not that I don't like your intro. I do. What does that mean, recording my own promo? I thought you were going to make your own song. We talked about you making oh, your own theme did. song. we did. We did. But then I found this one, and I All right. It. I'm not knocking it. I'm just asking. I like it. But you know, we could evolve. We could change. We can change. If the the listeners should, should, and the change. E- should evolve with us. <laughs> Randy. <laughs> so, Miriam, I have I'm a quote you. for you. Oh, is it my quote? Is it something out of it's, my mouth? It's not a quote. It's not. Thank no, God. I actually don't know who even said this. Uh, happy it wasn't And me. the quote goes like this. A Jewish boy, it's just about life and change. A Jewish boy becomes a bar mitzvah when he realizes he's more likely to own a baseball team than play on one. <sighs> Where did you find that? Somebody told it to me. Ari Wojcicki. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think about that? I think it just came out of a fortune cookie I probably threw out in the last uh, episode of That's Life. Read it again. I want to think about this a little bit more. A Jewish boy. Yep. Becomes bar mitzvah. Becomes a bar mitzvah. Officially becomes a bar mitzvah when he realizes he's more likely to own a baseball team than play on one. What about the Jewish boy who becomes a bar mitzvah when he realizes he could be a bat boy before owning a team or playing on one i think it's just about being realistic i think that that's what makes an adult an adult right i don't love the every jew owns a baseball team kind of cliche or every jew does fill in the blank that that doesn't that's sort of what i hear from this introspection and we talk about being realistic with yourself and realizing who you could be i i I hear that and i hear that and i think that part it's an interesting take i agree with you but i think part of being an adult is realizing what your limitations are, what your strengths are, what your weaknesses are, and the fact that you remember that 
Remember that um, commercial for the lottery where you have this guy who's like in who's at batting practice and he's missing every pitch and he's horrible and he's overweight and he looks like a schlub. Dan, you with me? <laughs> yeah. By the way, those commercials rock. Um, and he looks like a complete schlub. And um, you see, I don't the, know this commercial. You see the manager at uh, a press conference. They're like, "So uh, you're gonna be playing Davis in uh, left field?" And he's like, "Yeah." And then it's a it's a shot for the for the lottery and you know a dream and a dollar and whatever. And this guy obviously underlying is that he won the lottery and bought himself a baseball team but that does not mean he should be playing you know just because you develop facebook doesn't mean you should be the ceo there are numerous different ramifications of looking at yourself in your current position and saying this is my strength this is my weakness this is where i realistically should be and i have one more i have another quote for you great because this is this is the best part of this segment so far i'm not certain that the person who said this wants to be named as having said it. So I'm not going to say who said it, but... If Do we, I know him? Her? It It is a very um, Im- important person in the Jewish community. Oh, boy. Who said... Daniel Gordon? I don't believe in change for change's sake. I believe in change for God's sake. Hmm. That's deep. I don't believe in change for change's sake. I believe in change for God's sake. Well, I don't think we should do anything willy-nilly. I think that if we're doing things because... We're doing them to get closer to God. This is a great L quote. Great L quote. Are we bringing it back? Is that what bring, you're doing? Bring it back. Nice. Nice full coming, circle. Coming full circle. Nice full circle. I think that, yes, yeah. when we do things that are that are worthy changes because they bring us closer to God and they make us better Jews, then yeah, all of those changes are great. And those are both you know exterior or external changes and both things that happen within us. But yeah, changing for the heck of it, and, no. Right. And what a timely quote as you said for this time period we're coming up on starting slichot for those jews who have not already started it yet right spartan already have been saying slichot for the whole month am i right about that yeah and um the rest of the jewish world will be starting to say slichot this saturday night right and that's really the wake-up call and i you know we were talking about the song that was playing earlier that starts with those with lipa with those trumpets Mm -hmm. starts with the shofar blowing and it really is a wake-up call to change. You know, last week when I hosted JM in the AM, we um, accidentally Uh-oh. forgot to play Chauffeur Blowing. And um, I didn't realize how big of a deal it was until a caller called and said like this, Oi, Miriam, you forgot to play Chauffeur Blowing after Rabbi Goldwasser. And I was like, oh, great. I don't, I just, I just want to get through this show. And I, she said to me, and I listen every morning so I can hear Chauffeur Blowing. And I was, you know, I was moved by the fact that she turns to Nachum and she turns to Jamie the AM for that niche, for that need in her life. And then I, of course, I felt horribly that we, that I didn't have the file and yada yada and didn't play show for blowing. But nevertheless, like these are the elements of Elul that make Elul what it is. Yeah. And the apple picking. We went apple picking this week. But don't pick too many apples. Um, too late. There just is so much. Too late. So much apple cobbler you can make. Couldn't we have spoken Sunday and morning? Apple kugel. It's late in and the week, And yes, Rand. it freezes well, but seriously. We give it away. There's only a certain amount of, uh, of items you could make with all the apples. When you have six kids well, yeah, and they should, have six bags, should, we buy a lot of apples. Away. You should give them away. Exactly. That's, that's, that, that's a good way to start the new year. Um, I have one last quote for you. Okay, go. That was forwarded to me from... The wonderful Daniel. By the Gordon. way, this as a game show is really tough because I can't phone a friend and I can't do anything. <laughs> this is just what we call food for thought. About food. food Go. Food for talk. This isn't about food. 
but it's about change. And when you talk about change, you have, have to also realize that you are one amongst many. Yep. And um, the quote says, we cannot change the world if we refuse to participate in the institutions of society that dictate its direction. That's true. So You can't fight City Hall. You, you, you can't always fight the institution, but right. you can participate in the institution to help change it. Right. Go out and vote. That's what I hear from that quote. Coming full circle. You got it. Go out and vote. Don't be one of those people who complains and doesn't want to get involved. It's like the people who complain about shul and don't want to be on the board. Be quiet. If you want, to, if you want something to happen, get out and do it. Right. Be, be a part of it. Be a part of it. You be an active it. participant. Mm-hmm. But before you participate, Really think in your head about where you want to go with that participation and make it meaningful. Absolutely. And and make every move that you make and every vote that you place and every meeting that you attend be something important. Yep. Make a move that is calculated. Make a move that is part of a bigger picture and brings you closer. Absolutely. And uh, on that note, we are looking forward to speaking to our listeners again next Thursday at this time at 3 p.m. with an encore presentation on Sunday at 2. We hope we've given you something to think about and something to talk about with your friends and family. Have a great night. Let's give them something.